Episode of Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Cheese box. An old boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it's starting to grow on me. It is. It looks great. No, it does not look looks great. Good it on sounds you. maybe terrible. How about this? In my Morgan Freeman voice. <clears throat> old boy. Yeah. So uh, what we wanted to do this week is cover a widely discussed topic. And I know I've been talking about this for quite a while now uh, with other friends. And we wanted to talk about what we were allowed to do as children that our children are not allowed to do today. Right. And we're talking about, I mean, just some examples, uh, riding our bikes to the store or leaving your house at 9 a.m. and not coming home until after dark, exploring the woods, uh, trick-or-treating without your parents there. I mean, that's that was a big deal, and I've yet to, you know, see kids trick-or-treating without supervision on the street. Another example is, like, riding in the bed of pickup trucks. I mean... You've been on that, the lookout for kids without their parents on <laughs> oh, Halloween? God. I knew it would come right back there. No, I'm not... No, I just... I'm observant. <laughs> <laughs> what I call this this week is... is you're going to make fun of this. I'm, I'll try not to. It's time sheltering our exploration. And that is what I wanted to get into this week is kind of how time and how things that happen throughout time, whether it be, you know, a span of 10 years or a span of 50 years, what effects that has on what you're able to do as a adolescent these days. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I think... All right, so you're looking at the older generation, our parents, and then you're looking at our generation, and then you're looking at the the future generation. Sure. Like, and, and what our parents got, I think, that, didn't our parents probably have to start working at, like, age 12? <laughs> I th- yeah, I think that's true. Like, so, I mean, I, it, as far as, like, summers and stuff, I don't know what they did So our, our parents, but, I mean, I know when I was growing up, summers, I was I, we were at home, me and my brother at home all day by ourselves. Or I mean, we were at home, but we were outside all week. Sure. You know? So, I mean, we had nothing but freedom. Yeah, and as an only child, I was at home by myself a lot. So uh, creativity came into play. Sure. Because, you know, when you look at it, and there there are certain different things that I'd like to get into, one is is the amount of time and what has happened throughout that time, right? So okay. I remember my grandmother saying stuff like, oh, there's there's bad people out there. You don't want to do it. She, she would always go back to this world is becoming so crazy. There's so much craziness in this world and because she watched the news a lot. So sure. uh, I'm pretty sure she watched four news shows a day and only bad things were on the news. So that was her vision of life because she never got out. I mean, she either drove she drove to church, she went to the grocery store, that was it, right? right. So okay. she, all of her information was come, came from the news, and it was all negative information. So she thought the world was crazy. Now that we've lived through this world, and she lived through things too, so did my parents, and you know, so did right. us. Right. <clears throat> so when you think about it, like effects of things like, and I hate to bring this up because I don't think it affects it one way or another, but the the whole probably the biggest thing that we've lived through in our lives 
is 9-11, right? Okay. So All right. I'm, I'm, we, we've, I'm, gone through okay. A, we've gone through a couple of wars, but they weren't as serious as some of the wars that older preceded generation. them. Yeah. yeah. So older they generation. got to see that firsthand. Right. Um, but things that you encounter over your lifespan, I mean, we're all in our, you know, upper 30s, close to 40 now. Um, and I've gone through some things like, you know, I, I have been at a hotel party and had a gun drawn on me, you know, and that was scary. As a kid? Uh, high school. Younger okay. high school, yeah. though. I couldn't I mean, drive. Yeah, yeah. High school. High school's. A little different. Okay. Then you hear things like, and you watch documentaries like everybody's discussing now, you know, finding Neverland and, you know, the R. Kelly thing and all of these things. And that's just recent. I bring that up because of recent, but this has happened for so long that it kind of. Pe- pedophilia. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I didn't want to get into that. <laughs> well, right. But I mean, that, that's. I was just that's, using examples. Well, right. But yeah, I think, uh, I think a big fear is a big fear of why people don't let their kids out is because there's, there's instances of kids getting picked up or snatched or what have you. I mean, that that's a, that's a, it's a fact of life that that, that has happened. It, I, it does happen. We have Amber alerts. It's a, it's a part of real life. Do you think that, kids getting abducted is more prevalent now than it was when we were younger because I, I feel like my parents my mom especially my dad not so much but my mom put the fear of strangers into me like I, she had me convinced that like a stranger was gonna snatch me up and throw me in a car if I wasn't like vigilant basically sure right like, we all remember that I mean that was a big deal when we were kids don't take candy from a stranger right like, you know and yeah, you saw yeah. all these uh, after school specials or, you know, examples of a guy rolling up in a white van and opening the door and it's fucking fun house inside. <laughs> Maybe you didn't I mean, see uh, those. If, if I saw that in real life, I probably would have been enticed into that. Day. I'm not going to lie. But we, we were, we, that was our generation. It was the, the, there were, somebody's going to steal my kid generation. Right. See, I think it's been going on since the dawn of time and we're, we just have quicker, faster media now. That's all. I really, I mean, but I, or it's I, easier to find those people, or right. I mean, there's, yeah, there's registries. That's what I feel. I feel like kids are not getting kidnapped as much as, and probably not even in the '80s as much as like our parents try to make us believe. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think past generations probably kids got kidnapped a lot more. Now it's like, I mean, there's cameras everywhere. Right. Kids yeah. have phones or like iPods or they have something that's probably got a GPS tracking thing in it. Like, I just feel like. They might as well be microchipped. Yeah, well, that's scary. Maybe I'm being naive, but I feel like abduction is not as big of a thing as it once was. Maybe. No, because there's so much more out there. And like in a previous uh, episode, we talked about you know monitoring uh, internet activity and things like that. So you, sure. you have to be worried about that, and you have to be worried about drugs, and you have to be worried about you know not a stranger abducting your child, but somebody that you know closely like you know yeah, i mean that's, that's how the amber alerts come out that's yeah. what most amber alerts are is somebody like a family member kidnapping a kid it's the reason that we got to go out a lot more and see this stuff on our own things that we've lived through and things that our parents lived through that they try to get us to do and it just kind of compounds generation after generation or is it the this big deal about sheltering your children. And, you know, that's that's something that I really looked into this week is, is sheltering the reason that these kids don't get as much freedom as we had when we were kids, right? And are we sheltering? And I want to kind of, you know, un, 
earth this whole, you know, it, I guess it's individual. We'll find out, like, you know, are you sheltering by me looking through some of this stuff? So when I look at the effects of sheltering, and I, and I read an article on it, um, there were two types of things that it all boiled down to when it came to sheltering. And you can, you know, talk about, you know, I didn't let him watch this, or I didn't let him read that, or I'm enabling him by still, you know, making him food when he could make it himself, okay. him, yeah. him or her, sorry. Um, but it all came down to the the two main uh, effects of sheltering, and the effects are two different types of stress in children. And one is acute stress, which is like short-term, uh, it deals with frightening, you know, dangerous situations, competitiveness, like this is stress on kids when they're growing up. And then there's chronic stress, and this is long-term stress, and it's more things that you really can't, I mean, you can control it, um, but it's kind of inside you and, and it gets a little bit more serious. You know, it's like abuse, uh, showing your kids that you have anxiety, um, exposure to certain things that they, you know, don't need to be exposed to. And then depri constant deprivation, like constant, so. constant exposure. Like, uh, like if I, like we're a raging, like alcoholic and like they, they see that every day. Is that what kind yep. of thing? Okay. Yeah. So exposure to, you know, all kinds of situations, but mostly negative. Um, so chronic stress is, you know, again, like the the things that are inside the parent. And these are things that you can control and things that, um, you know, should never, you should always try to shelter your children from. You should try to protect them. You're protecting them from uh, these things that they can't really control, right? And they can't make a decision on. So, but they say that acute stress, which is uh, the short-term stress, which is mm -hmm. it, it, your sensories of frightening and being in a dangerous situation or being competitive with somebody, um, this is beneficial to their development. And you need to expose them to as much acute stress as possible over time. All right, and, give me some examples. Like, so, it, like... and it does say this. So, um, what you know what i wanted to do is is there was a there's a doctor that deals with children's uh mental states uh named Perry Class and and a great quote came from this doctor said if you actually succeed in keeping your child pure and unexposed you face a much more potent risk which is a child who grows up without learning how to evaluate handle and get past occasional unexpected the occasional unexpected dose of one kind of junk or another so Basically, uh, acute stress, examples of acute stress are, you know, letting them fall for the first time, you know, without catching them. You have to let them find out on their own. You have to let them, you know, uh, crash their first bike because sure. they'll know not to do whatever they did again. It's, it's kind of like a learning process. Right. You have to let them, uh, this is... It's crazy to say, but you have to let them get close to a car in a parking lot. And like, yeah, this scare. is the reason you look both ways, you know? So acute stress is that, that frightening stuff that, you know, dangerous stuff. And another thing, acute, acute stress is like when they get in arguments with their children at school, like you don't step in, you let that play out, you know, as a parent, you're not going to step in, uh, it's hard. This would be the hardest one, but if it says that if they got in a fight, um, and you're witnessing it, you don't get in the middle of that, uh, obviously, until it goes too far. So, like, all right, so maybe if my daughter, I, I've just started giving her the chore of, like, doing dishes, right? So if she's, like, doing a bad job, I'm going to fire and let her kind of deal with that. 
<laughs> so well, she knows how to get fired. That's right. Well, if you want some chore money, you better pick up a new chore. You got fired. You, <laughs> so you need a new job. In you, this need a house. New, you need to go find a new job and make sure you're good at that one because this just ain't it, baby. Now, that is some early uh, acute stress <laughs> pushing right there. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far, but. It, basically letting them experience it on their own. And that kind of ties back to our freedoms when we were children. Like okay. we got to experience a lot more on our own, like real life situations. And then there are certain parents out there that are completely a, a sheltering parent Hover. versus someone who isn't. And Okay. Yeah. Because I've heard of like hoverers, like hovering parents and like, I don't want to be one either, but like you also have to keep an eye on your kid too, right? Like, yeah. I mean... So and, yeah, shoot. I'm, I'm and, and if you in this. think that, I mean, if you think that you might be a sheltering parent, and you know, up until a certain age, you have to shelter your your kids, right? Because you don't want to let them fall down the stairs at two and say, "Well, don't do that again." I mean, they they're well, not right, completely right, right, developed, right, right. right? You right. teach them. So, um, but sheltering is something that you can control. And it, you know, I, I found these signs that you're raising an over sheltered child, right? Shoot, I want to see if I am. And some okay, some of the signs you always step in, and I just touched on this. You always step in when there is an argument or altercation. I'm, would I'm, would I'm you do that if uh, Sam's getting in an if Samantha? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it depends on what it is, what it's about. If she's being a jerk, I'm going to be like, hey, quit being a jerk. What but if the make, other kid's being a jerk? Deal with it. Okay. See. Deal with it. Yeah. Like, Then sorry. so far, you're not raising an overly sheltered child. Um, so another, another sign was very generic. It says you prevent them from taking risks. Now, that can be very broad. And, you know, obviously, we're going to let our kids take some risks in life. This morning, I let my two-year-old climb up on a bar stool, and I didn't think he could do it. And I just watched him, and he did it. That's okay. All That's right. a risk, That's right? Yeah. A small example. Did he uh, grab, a, grab a beer? He did not yet. Another another reason would be uh, being obsessed with hygiene to keep them safe from germs, bacteria, and illness. No, no, okay. So I I don't agree with that either. Um, yeah, but no, like some people but some people are. I mean, there's germaphobes out there, but I think there's also parents trying to protect their children. They're probably the same parents that you know take them to the doctor way too much. Yeah, those you know, are the, get those call. are the kids that are sick more often I feel like the right. germaphobes. You got to right. get like a, a nice base layer of germs on you I feel like Definitely. too. Uh, Another one was you want your child to uh, live out certain experiences because they were disappointing and difficult for you. Now, this was the biggest <laughs> negative one. This one like really set in with me. I'm like, who would do that? Um I, I no, I think I think it's um, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I, and I didn't get it. I tried to think of it. I'm like, okay, so what What was disappointing or difficult for me that I want my child to learn? Because, I mean, a lot of things in life are difficult that he's going to learn on his own. You're right. And and no, I mean, yeah, she's going to – mine's going to go through those things. If it's part of life. So, yeah, I'm – I'm not going to take the, the most scarred moments that happened in my life and take my two kids and say, I'm going to put you in this situation to see how you deal with it. That that just, well, it, that's uh, sadistic. May, right. It, that's sadistic. But, but they're, people they're, do that. They're going to be, they're going to be in those situations anyway. They're just going, they're just going to be. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the short term stress effects of, I don't know, she's going to go to school and not be prepared for a presentation or she's going to, you know what I mean? She's going to, she's going to, 
get picked on or something. You know what I mean? Sure. She's gonna have to. She's gonna have to deal with things. And a, a, another sign that you're raising an oversheltered child, um, and this goes back to the chronic stress uh, when we talked about that, is uh, you are anxious and worried around them. That know. that's one of those things where uh, again that goes back to that chronic stress and the fact that you're always showing that you're an anxious person. Yeah, there's definitely um, there's definitely parents out there, and you can tell you can tell those anxious parents. Like you can pick them out of a crowd because they're they they those are the hovers. Well, that plays onto the next thing that says that if you're raising an oversheltered child, you get crushed if your child doesn't get into like a club, sport, or whatever in school. And mm. I, I didn't really, I I haven't been there yet. I, you know, the oldest is nine, the youngest is two, so we're not really into that competitive age. I mean, I remember you know getting turned down for the basketball team twice. And, you know, I, I don't know if my mom was crushed. You're supposed to be supportive in that situation. Like, right. you're not crushed because that means you invested way too much into your kid. Uh, and then finally, again, we touched on this earlier, you make food for them when they are uh, capable of making their own food. Um, now, that comes back to what age that is. And it, yeah. and I'm doing mm -hmm. a little more reading, and it's like if you're making a high schooler food, like you're enabling them – uh, to, to not have lazy. to do that. Yeah. And so that's being sheltered because oh, the further you go in life, the less you know about cooking food. Uh, but what are you like? You are you talking about dinner or are you talking no, no, about no, no. like, like if, a they cereal a, if they want a snack? Like, oh, right? yeah. Okay. So my nine year old, uh, he comes in every morning. He's like, I want Lucky Charms for breakfast. And I'm like, well, get the hell up <laughs> and get yeah. the Lucky Charms and pour them in the bowl. Was, you're nine. Like, the only thing I worry about you is you can't pick up a gallon of milk because you're not strong enough, <laughs> you know? So the effects of time is one reason that, you know, kids don't get to explore or get as much freedoms anymore. Um, I think the effects of times, things we've gone through, things we've seen, things we want to protect our kids from. Sheltering is another, you know, reason for this, I think. I like I like I like your approach here. You've given us a good definition of sheltering and and given us a good uh, a, a good idea of the whole concept also of like of a timeline. OK. Sure. All right. So let's. Uh, yeah. So We're, now what I want to talk about is. Give me what, shelter. The song. How's it go? <laughs> I can't remember. I was trying to think of that earlier because you brought it up. And all I could come up with it was, give me, give me, give me shelter. <laughs> Not the string cheese version of give me shelter. Okay. Uh, I, how does give me shelter go? I'm going to leave you. This is going to be an acute situation where you have to figure it out for yourself. <laughs> Thank you for playing on that. So what we wanted to do now is talk about what we did as children versus what our children, there's no in hell we will let them do. Uh, all right. I, I, I love this. All right. So what, uh, let's go. I mean, we're going back to like 1988 right now. To 88. So I was seven. Yeah. All right, seven Nintendo was out. Nintendo's out. Nintendo's been out. All right. So... I mean, I would, I wouldn't, all right, I used to go to the store all the time. Uh, me and my little buddies would, we'd go down to a mega market store and there's a, I remember that mega market. Yeah. For those of you don't know out there in our listenership as a, uh, oh, oh boy, mm, that's the first time I've said it. I know. Um, I, it. It's called acceptance. It's, we're getting there. So, uh, it's still terrible, but. 
we lived uh, not too far from each other. Yeah, we grew up pretty close together. So that Mega Market, man, we'd go. Am I? Is it Mega Market or Mega Mart? It wasn't around very long. It was Mega Market. It was Market. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was only there every day. For those of you that don't know, it was like a generic Kroger. Right. Didn't make it. And but it was, it was huge. It was like it's like if Walmart and Kroger had a baby, and it was like a knockoff baby. Yeah, their colors were red and green. I think it was, Christmas. It, yeah, it was a Christmas. But anyway, so we'd go down there all the time. Walk down there, ride our bikes down there, whatever we did. And what did you steal from there? Uh, we stole a red dog beer once, and my buddy got caught. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he was the store manager was right behind him. He didn't know it, and he was he had it inside of his coat pocket. And he's like, "Look what I got." And he, Flicked it and man got hemmed up, um, and we stole a bunch of stuff out of the back. I don't think Red Dog beer exists anymore. It doesn't. That's just showing my age. Yeah, it's showing you how ours, our, our age. We also stole some Jack Daniels beer out of there, and I was we were kid kids. But God, I was still in like grenade shaped balloons. <laughs> You're still in beer. Yeah, I, I, I was. I'm hesitant about this episode a little bit because I think my parents are gonna be like, "We should have sheltered that mother." <laughs> oh, it's a good play. No, I mean going back even earlier, like I, re- I remember, you know, just again, we you leave in the morning, you came back at night. Your parents went to work, and you were home all day alone at like right. eight years old, seven, six, seven, eight years old. That's You're it. right. Maybe not six, but at least by eight at least to, you know, on up. So there were some woods by my house. I used to explore a lot on my own. And there was also a, we lived in this uh, condo complex and behind the dumpsters, you'd always find some interesting stuff back there. Sure. So I went back there one time and I found an old box full of Playboys. Yeah. Yeah. The age old story of uh, kids and Playboys. So I took those Playboys into the woods and I kind of started. (laughs) (laughs) Exploring yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say build a fort. Uh, okay. And hang these Playboys up. And I would, you know, I would nail them to a tree and I put them all around uh, in this one area and in the, in the woods. And yeah, I remember one time somebody I thought was walking through the woods and this was a random summer day. So what did I do? I got nervous. This was me being approached by acute stress. You burnt down your tree house. <laughs> I definitely took a book of matches and started burning <laughs> one playboy and that playboy caught the next playboy on fire and before you know it the fire truck is there in an ambulance and again this is another situation if you've listened to our podcast before you know i ran inside my house <laughs> <laughs> and i went upstairs and i drew a bath and oh within God. 30 minutes Oh, oh man! And with thir- within thirty minutes, there was a fireman, <laughs> two ambulance knocking on my door. <laughs> you, you know. So I- was this the second time you got spanked in the bathtub? I think it's oh, the third. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> but that's our freedom. I mean, also let's talk about what our parents allowed us or had us do growing up that we won't have our kids do, right? Uh, Seatbelts are one of them. You know, we never really had to use seatbelts. I don't remember being in a car seat, you know, as old as kids are now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
our parents used to leave us in the car when they went inside stores. Oh man, so yeah, all the time. And that cannot happen anymore. That that can't even be a choice because if somebody sees a kid in a car, I mean, you're going they to jail. Flip, yeah, flip it. People I think flip it depen- depends on how old the kid is. I've left my kid in the car. I just lock my car and go in the store. I've, I mean, depend- I've yet I, to do that. Now, maybe not the grocery store. Maybe like the gas station. If you can see them out the window, right? I mean, but I mean. I mean, so that's another thing. I mean, when I was growing up, my dad used to let me ride in the trunk of his car. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, and we, that was fun for me. I we, loved that. I begged to ride in the trunk of his car. Riding in the trunk? Yes. Man. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. The, I was thinking the bed of the truck. I'm sorry. I, I, the in the trunk, trunk of a car. <laughs> that is a terrible idea. Don't, it's a terrible idea, but we did it. Who is he hiding you from? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> At least not that I know of. I used to like the little tiny, the, so you could see the tail lights through the trunk, right? Okay, and then okay. illuminated the trunk just a little bit, and I loved riding in the trunk of a car. In the tr- I've never been in the trunk trunk of a car sure that's how that that might I have, be a, i have as a teenager and it's not not as you, fun as you think i mean bucky is romanticizing the hell out of no. <laughs> i was also half the size of you as a teenager so i could fit in there yeah that's true would he uh, like drive down like old dirt roads or like just <laughs> no this wasn't they weren't bumpy rides okay i'm you just i think the longest trunk, the trunk ride i endured was about an, an hour <laughs> <laughs> And it was fun to me. Your childhood okay. is so fascinating <laughs> to me. But but you're also right. Like uh, parents, uh, like letting their kids like drive, like sitting in the, in their lap yep. and let them yep. drive and that stuff. That was yeah, that was yep. a big thing. And I think that is still doable. I think I'll still kind of do that. I might go to yeah. a parking lot, but I'm, yeah. you know I'm not going to go down, down the two lane road. But you know another thing was dropping us off places and picking us up hours later, and these are major public places. Yeah, the shopping mall, the, the movie mall. theater, the uh, in our case the the um, theme Opryland. park. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. For us, it was like um, there was a public pool that was maybe a half a mile from our house. And for some reason, they had the arbitrary rule that once you were 12, you could go in without a parent. So, like, once you were 12, every summer, like, that, as soon as the pool opened, it cost, like, 50 cents to get in or something, like, ridiculously cheap. Sure. So, it was just, like, every day from, like, 10 a.m. to, like, 6 p.m., you were just at the pool. I think my mom actually exposed me to acute stress every Friday night when I was dropped off at the Mount Juliet skating rink uh, from 7 to 11. And I learned I got everything from my first kiss, my first fight, the first time somebody (laughs) poured an icy on my head. Uh, The first time? (laughs) There's a multiple... Sounds like a chronic stress problem, my friend. (laughs) it, It wasn't. The first time, I mean, competitiveness, the first time, you know, I won one of those skating competitions and uh, the million times I lost. I got you. The movie theaters on Friday nights as we got a little bit older. So, um, I mean, and these are things that our kids are not going to get to do. True. I mean, you're you're right. I'm not going to let my kid walk to the store. One, mine's a girl. Two, it'd be different if there was a gang of kids, but their kids are not outside. So it's like a, it's a whole society thing, I think. That it's is a, true. I mean, that was like the neighborhood we grew up in. I mean, there was probably 10, 
10 to 15 kids that lived on this street and everybody like knew each other and everybody hung out. And I mean, some people sucked and they weren't allowed to hang out or they got beat up every, every time they did. But right. for the most part, yeah, we had like a street gang. You had a gang. I had a gang. Do you have a gang? I had, I was the gang. And then they all kind of followed me. I am. <laughs> That's not true. No, I, I yes, we had, a, we had a gang. We had the kid that nobody liked. We had the kid that thought he was too cool. We had the kid that, you know, I don't know, that got everybody in trouble. And I'm pretty sure that was me. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, yeah. So you had a gang too. So it's different though. Cause like I, your nine year old doesn't have a gang. No, because we, according to my wife, we live in a neighborhood with no sidewalks, and that affects it. And I, it, I was thinking about that That's this morning. Huge. That go, it goes back to shelter. Kids are getting drawn even further inside the shelter, which is ultimately the home. Right. And I think video games have a lot to do with that. And I think we were part of somewhat part of the transition of that. Because I remember well, sure. when we were kids, everybody was outside playing and having a great time. It's the first time somebody got a PlayStation. I mean, we all had Nintendos and they went so far. And then it kind of gradually Super Nintendo and then went up. But the first time somebody got a PlayStation, it was like outside just Whoa. stopped. Right. You know, everybody was inside somebody's basement in the dark. And I'm the, I'm the kid that's always like, let's go outside. No, you know, we just got Ridge Racer and we want to play this, you know. And that's why to this day, I think video games killed my friends. No, PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation. I see what you did there. Yeah. You All right. So if PlayStation, I didn't, my, none of my friends had PlayStation until high school. In ninth grade, I still wanted to play wiffle ball and play home run derby and smash the shit out of somebody in backyard football and sure. go shoot paintball guns and go find a new set of woods we hadn't explored yet. And right. these kids are just starting to gravitate. Now, when you look at kids and we go back to previous episodes we've done here, kids have, you know, my nine year old has exactly nine screens to occupy him. So sure. outside means nothing. We can get him to go outside but he stays out there for like five or ten minutes. It's like, I'm going to go back inside. He's bored. He's bored. I mean, I, yeah. I get it. He doesn't have a gang to go explore with. It's hard to go explore by yourself. Maybe not you. But it's hard <laughs> for some people to go explore by themselves, man. And Is technology like stunting creativity a little bit in that way? Because I feel like when we were kids, you would just go outside and figure out something to play. Like you were creative. You had to you get figured creative. out something. Yeah. We had so, a, so do they not have that skill now? No, because the creative like, comes to them. There are millions of people out there creating <laughs> video games and and everything that you see these days that are bringing the creativity to them to where they don't have to lift a finger. So sure. there's there's less opportunity to be bored, I guess. Yeah, is what it is. Because I mean, that was the thing. You got there wasn't shit to do. You got bored. You made up something to do. That's right. That's exactly it. And so kids aren't taking out, boredom away. Yeah. So so they're not outside testing the waters. They're not seeing how far they can go before we yell and say come back. I agree. You know. I, I agree. I mean, it, but as you get older, though, like as as I got older, yeah, we had Nintendo as a kid, but we were outside every day, all day, unless it was raining. That's when Nintendo came into effect. Sure. And. That's what I feel like that too, or, or like the winter time. You know, we played Nintendo in the right. winter time. Yeah, but like if it was nice outside, like I said, we were at the pool or we were riding our bikes somewhere. Right, we had a creek, man. We were always at the creek. We were always, I mean, exploring, making, building. We had, we had, we had some pretty elaborate uh, tree houses when we were kids. I agree. We built forts. Yeah, as forts. Well. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was. Um, 
Yeah, we, yeah, it was it was different, man, and it's different now. I, I think um, that's 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 a great way to put it, man. Kids are not there's no boredom, and they they don't have to come up with something and make something. This makes me a little bit sad because Very, like yeah, they're not gonna I, get to experience. Yeah, and like I mean, the, the house I live in right now has a giant backyard. And I remember before, you know, we didn't have a kid when we moved in here, but I just remember thinking, like, this would, I would have loved this backyard when I was a kid. Like, it's giant. There's some woods at the back. There's like a shed, you know, it's like, it's everything that a kid, that kid me would have wanted in a backyard. Right. Yep. And now it's like, I don't even know if my kid will give a shit about it at all. Right. And it's always going to go back to the old saying, you know, my generation did sure. this or had this or was better in this way because we did this, you know? Well, yeah, we got to. That's what the older generation does. So does that mean that the older generation always says that I want a better life for my kids, but ultimately we had the better life. So you're just saying that to make people yeah. feel good about that's the right. next generation? That's right. It's a fallacy. We're like, we're, we're all, I think all we're doing is just making them more comfortable. That's all it is. You've, yep. you've done a hell of a job here today. I don't need your approval. <laughs> this is just three guys back. talking. I'm, no, I'm impressed. Okay, so to end it, what I would want to do is uh, rapid fire. What would you not allow your kid to do today that you were more than likely allowed to do? Mm-hmm. Rapid fire. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Maybe uh, I should gonna, go I'm back. A, I feel like I put you guys on the spot. Okay, okay. All right. Listen to Dr. Dre. I was uh, allowed okay. to listen to Dr. Dre. Not sure I want my kid listening to Dr. Dre. I was not allowed to listen to Dr. Dre. See, that's one thing for me. I don't, I mean, I can't say for 100% for sure, but I'm not really going to care that much what my kid listens to music-wise. Like, music is something else that's... What if it was ICP? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you called my bluff. Uh, I can't a have a juggle. Yeah, that is not happening. Oh, my God. Your kid comes home with ICP makeup on. What do you do? We go back to the spanking you episode. Did not, you did not fire. shelter. Yeah, you did not shelter enough. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, yeah, uh, you're right. I, I don't want to curb my kids because mu- music is a, a, a huge. Yeah, thing. it's it's like an art form. You know, I mean, you're obviously right. you're going to want to monitor it some, but I mean, every generation over, is going to be mad about something. Yeah. How old does your kid have to be before you allow them to go to Broadway without your supervision? My kid already loves downtown Nashville, like loves it. So I, I, I have no idea. Without my supervision, she's going to be at least, yeah, like a teenager, maybe a teenager. Yeah. But what? Where is that line? Once she can get her ass down there and back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so fifteen, sixteen, when she knows somebody 16. that has a car, right? Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I guess, man. I'm, so when I was. 14 years old, my mom dropped me off to see Rage Against the Machine, and uh, and the Wu-Tang Clan opened yeah. up for it. And I remember being 14, and that's the first thought in my mind was, I don't think I should be here. Man, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of jealous. I, I shouldn't have been there at 14 years old. So it, it turns into an age thing. You know, when will you allow your kids to do this, or will you at all? I mean, I'll let my kid go to a show, too, because I went to a show when I was, like, 15 or something. Like, Yeah. you got. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I feel you gotta, you, get, you got to have those experiences. Yeah, you got to let them go. They got to see it. They got to check things out. I mean... Yeah, it'll come with time. I'm trying to think of something that I was allowed to do that I'm like, no, I'm definitely not allowed. You know, that's, like, it's hard for me to think of something that I'm just like straight up. I mean, I, 
I guess you decide on a case by case basis type thing, you know, like as it comes along, you might make a different decision, but no, I, I can't think of anything that I would just be like, no, you can't do that. Except for maybe ride in the back of a truck. That is pretty questionable. Fair or enough. ride in the trunk of a car. So we can all agree we lived the best life. Yeah. I'm still living the best life. Yeah. <laughs> we went through the best time to grow up. But yeah. I had it was awesome. I had incredible freedom growing up and that was, I wouldn't trade it for anything. We're the last generation too that like, you know, we, we first half of our lives, no internet basically, you know, right. internet didn't really exist. And even when it did at the beginning, it was like wildly different than it is now. It took forever. Yeah, you're right. We Now, who knows if I grew up in today's day, what I would be like, if I'd be, if I'd still be going outside and doing the things that I did then, or if I'd be, um, I don't know what kids do looking at YouTube videos. I called my dad to ask him. I was like, hey, was there anything like you were allowed to do growing up that I wasn't allowed to do? And he's like, yeah, hitchhike. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, man, that is a good point. I was like, that's, a, that's pretty on point. I think they could drink at 18, too. I mean, not to say I wasn't, but I mean, I, they could buy me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they've been, they started work at 12, I think. So, so before we end, old boy. I want to hear how you fire your daughter from doing the dishes. Like, let's set the scene. Like, you call her into into the living room. Like, have a seat. Yeah. Do you do it while she's standing at the sink, or do you wait her to, wait for her to get done and then fire? Her? I want to know what kind well, of boss she's she being. usually she usually goes and uh, and either takes a bath or or plays after uh, we we do chores and and clean up after dinner. So um, so I think I would say, uh, hey, excuse me, Sam. Sam, could you come in here real quick? I need to talk to you. Where are you at this point? I'm in the kitchen by the dishes. And, you know, she takes a few minutes. So it's like, you know, well, I want to do that. Oh, and I have to use my dad voice. Sam, get your ass in here. You know, like, <laughs> Is that now. your dad voice or your dad saying? <laughs> that's the exact same voice you just used. <laughs> I have to use my stern voice, you know, like now. Okay. So, so at this point, she is thinking she's, she's done a good job at the dishes and she's currently playing yep, so her reward. Yep. She'll skip into the kitchen. Kitchen, happy as can yeah, be. with a Barbie and who's naked, and she'll say, "Yes, Daddy," and I'll say, "Samantha, we need to talk about these dishes." And I'll I'll have one. I'll have an example. I'll say, "See, look at your spaghetti stain still on this dish." I say, "That's it's it's unacceptable. We're gonna have to let you go." <laughs> We're getting complaints from upper management, your mom, and and it's very unfortunate. We're uh, so that last. Your last allowance will be will be your last allowance paycheck, and uh, you're so you're terminated <laughs> immediately. If you want to collect more money, you're gonna have to pick up a new chore, and you're gonna have to be better at it than the dishes. God. I hope there's no hard feelings. That is serious. Uh, so you did, acute you, stress. You didn't even put her on like an action plan and be like, "This is how you can do better." We'll give you a week trial. You were just like straight up note. <laughs> yeah, this is a one strike no. in your outhouse. <laughs> You're damn right. She is not going to have, she's going to be the strongest person in life ever. Well, that's If the, you screw up, you're fired. Well, it's also, there's also, I'm also kind of biased to doing the dishes. I like doing the dishes. So, like, I don't want her to take my chore. I want her to do a chore I don't want to do. Did you properly, <laughs> did these kids are taking our jobs. <laughs> Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you don't have children, have one. Have one. Catch up. Yeah. We want you to know what we go through. Yeah. The fear.